Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Whoop, whoop. Well, we had a bit of a late night. Did we? Well, we were working late. Oh, yes. Which is uh, not not I, our regular routine yeah. lately. Um, had my computer in bed, which was not cool. <laughs> well, um, we talked yesterday about how... Um, we had another, another offer, offer accepted, um, on a property and then say three o'clock yesterday, um, we got word that a property that I was really, really, really trying to get, um, became available again. Um, I put in offers, they declined them. They didn't counter declined them. And then, uh, uh, it ended up going pending. So I just kind of gave up on it and then I found out it wasn't pending anymore. So, um, anyways, uh, practically just trying to figure out, you know, what offer we can throw in there that still works for us. It's a property that I already own. Um, it's in a complex. Yeah. I, we already own a townhouse in that complex. So I know it very well. I love that complex and, uh, trying it's just a matter of how do I convince this person to sell it to me for yeah. the price that I need it. And, uh, so I ended up finishing up a coaching call just shortly after, and then I had another meeting, um, which I ended up taking on the road, um, driving, and then uh, went out and saw it last night. And yeah, it looks um, looks really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like now we're just trying to figure out, okay, well, because uh, the original offer that we made was sight unseen. Um, yeah. And uh, now, now that I've seen it, I have a better idea of exactly what needs to be done. So, which yeah. is less than what you thought. So, you were able to put in a little bit more of a <sighs> less and more. It's weird. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so this renovation is partially done. So this is uh, right in their in their description tagline was, "Come on, baby, finish what we started." <laughs> so they've already started and. You know, the finishings that they put in place already are not up to what we, the standard of what we would put. But again. But they're not bad. It's brand new cabinets. Brand, brand new, new cabinets. Uh, flooring is in. Flooring Not in. the color or type that we would have chose, but brand new flooring is in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you, when they've already put the cabinets and they already put the flooring in, that means that you, you the paint needs to match. And uh, the existing closet doors, we talked about closet doors before, uh, being a huge pain in the butt. Um, same thing, but these closet doors are in good condition, but they're, you know, they're a certain accordion brown. Yeah, the accordion, dark brown. <laughs> so it's, you know. Dated. The difficulty is that it's not necessarily a matter of like, I need to buy it for this price, it needs to be worth this price, and this is what my budget is. It's like, I need to buy it. It's going to be worth this much. This is what they've already done. How much is it going to cost to finish it? Yeah. Really interesting exercise to go through. Yeah. So we, we spent about an hour on the phone last night going through um, 
our previous budgets and trying to figure out, okay, what's it going to cost in labor to finish this? What's it going to cost in labor to finish this? Well, Wayne, they also had most of the um, supplies, like they had a bunch of... Um, like everything was kind of already included. Yeah. A bunch of like light fixtures and stuff. Again, not what we would have chosen, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, 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 uh, we see a comment here from Corey Graham. He made it. Boop, boop. Uh, I was keeping my eye out for you, buddy. I was rooting for you. Um, Corey really wanted to join the 6 a.m. club, except it's uh, where he is. It's the 5 a.m. club. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So I give a lot of credit to anyone that can join the 5 a.m. club. Um, I know how hard that is. And uh, so, so yeah, props to you for being here this morning. Yeah. And everyone else, you know, for 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 joining the 6 a.m. club. I, <laughs> I know how hard it is. But also, you know, it's 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 100% worth it. But uh, Corey's comment said, uh, did the exact same thing uh, for our most recent purchase. Partially finished makes it less cookie cutter. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, and he says, <laughs> hashtag the 5 a.m. club. <laughs> it, it's, it's tough. We had that with, uh, with the, the most recent um, townhouse that we sold. Um, the kitchen was in really good condition. Yeah. And then we had to spend so much time trying to figure out how do we finish it based on the colors that are already existing. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, the flooring is done. It's, it's not the, the laminate or the vinyl that we would have chosen. Um, the cabinets are not the cabinets that we would have chosen. Mm-hmm. They, they did put black hardware, but they put knobs and we're like, we would put handles. Yeah. So it's like, there's all of that. How do you finish it? And then our finishings will get the highest, um, sale price. Yeah. Right. So what's the sale price going to be on the finishes that they've already done? You know what I mean? Are we going to get top dollar? So we're, we're, it's it's this weird spot where you need to uh, you need to find that. What do we do and what do we not do? What kind of stuff do we? Where do we put the money? Where do we not put the money? And are we going to get it all back? So, anyways, we, we stay up pretty late. Um, by late, I mean nine thirty, um, which is late for us because we're normally asleep by ten. Um, just kind of working on. I that. was also exhausted just from like a busy day, and yeah. so then when I had to like go get my computer and like bust out a spreadsheet, I was like. No. Yeah. She <laughs> gotta would. do what you gotta do. Yeah, she wasn't too happy. Yeah. Um, and then just also, yeah, just decompressing from all the other stuff. I mean, there was there was coaching calls and other meetings and stuff in between that. So uh yeah, pretty busy day. Um, which is just gonna flow right into today. Just gotta keep working on that. Um Gabby got uh financing all uh lined up for the first property we were talking about. Not lined up, but submitted. <laughs> well, submitted, yeah. yeah. Um so we'll be waiting on that. It was actually much easier, uh, thankfully, than I was expecting because they literally just approved us, what, t- two weeks ago yeah. on another um, property. So they have all of our most recent stuff. It was just submitting a few extra things. So, yeah. yeah. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll wait today to see if our offer was submitted late last night, probably around 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So we'll wait and see if it gets accepted this morning. I'm hoping it does because um, uh, one big thing for me, even if it doesn't profit as much, we want to keep our contractor busy. We've talked about that in the past. Um, when you get a good contractor, you you, you keep them to yourself and, and you keep them busy. 
Yeah. Right? Otherwise he's going to go and work for someone else. And then, you know, you're going to have a project lined up and he's going to be like, oh, well, I need to finish this stuff. Up. I need to finish this stuff first. I'm a little busy. I can, you know, I can probably spend three days a week on it. Like, no, you need, like with flips, you need him in and out. So, um, we're really desperately trying to find something for January. And to be honest, I didn't think we were going to get anything for January. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going away for two weeks, yeah. holidays. So I, I thought for sure that we wouldn't, uh, um, and then just randomly it came up. So, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> talked about it on social last night, like you get an opportunity, you got to jump on it. You got to pounce. Um, and yeah, sometimes that'll kind of ruin an evening or, or ruin a vacation, <laughs> but, uh, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So, uh, hoping that we can get that all lined up. Yeah. Uh, uh upcoming events. Um, real estate investing cabin retreat, February 25th to 27th. That's a three day real estate investing, um, retreat. Get to spend the weekend with, uh, Gabby and I, and also a small group of other ambitious investors. And we spend the whole weekend just away, you know, turn your phones off, disconnect from the world and just really just focus it in on why it is that you're investing in real estate, what it is that you want to do, why you want to do it. And then we just spend the whole weekend developing a plan on which real estate investing strategy or types of properties is going to be best for supplying you the cash flow for that life, which types of investing strategies are best for you based on the resources you have right now and the commitments that you have in your life. And uh, yes, yeah, just, just reverse engineer it. Just a really super cool, fun, intense weekend um, where you leave at the end of the weekend and you know exactly what it is that you're going to do in real estate investing for the next one year, five years, 10 years. Yeah. With some pretty amazing uh, guest speakers as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Barry, uh, Barry. <laughs> I my mind was somewhere else, and I almost said Barry McDonald. <laughs> wow. Barry McGuire, <laughs> the legend, as well as Calvin Hexter, uh, both joining us. So yeah, it'll be an incredible weekend, as always. It always yeah. is. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yep. So that's coming up February twenty fifth. 25th through 27th. Uh, that there's, gonna... Yeah, there's a link in the show notes for that, as well as um, on both mine and Wayne's uh, social media profiles. You can click on our link trees and um, there's a link in there to sign up. So don't miss out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, the real estate, uh, women's real estate investing mastermind as well as starts January 12th. Yes. Um, if there's any spots left. So yesterday I filled the last two spots of the upcoming group with two incredible women, but don't worry if you're listening and you're like, no, I still have a call booked with you. Don't worry. I am 1000% prepared to open a second group just based on all of the messages and calls being booked. This week has been literally insane. It's like, it's like, something was jamming up the like drain and all of a sudden it's been cleared and just like people are flooding in. I don't know what happened. I don't know. <laughs> it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and most of these people I um, have had no connection with before, which is also really cool. So like I'm, I'm reaching people that I didn't know existed and it is just like filling me up. It is exactly what I wanted. It's what I dreamed of and it's happening. And I am just beyond grateful. Like 
I kind of getting a little teary over here. Yeah. Because like this was my dream and I knew that I needed to kind of start slow and establish and all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. yeah, to see women wanting this and all these calls coming in, being booked and stuff is just everything I could have ever wanted. So, um, we, we've talked a lot on the podcast recently about, um, not directly, but just how, how to run a business with your spouse. Um, I had a really great coaching call yesterday on the topic of, you know, the difficulties of, of working with your spouse. Um, just, you know, just because you, you both like real estate investing, just because you both have been married for one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, um, does not mean that you are the same person. Um, I, I hope you've realized that by now. If you've been <laughs> married for a while or you've been dating for a while, um, you're two completely separate people with two completely separate upbringings. And that's what attracts you to each other is, is this, is the fact that they're different. Um, like, otherwise you'd be falling in love with yourself. Which is also good. <laughs> <laughs> love yourself. But you have like, you really have to understand that the, just be, the way that you see things, even though you live with this person, you spend every moment with this person does not mean that they're the exact same person. And, um, you know, it can be very frustrating when you're trying to to create a plan for your life. And, you know, you, you start on this, you're going to shake things up and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to accept comfort anymore. You're not going to accept the routine and the patterns that you've, you know, been living for the last five or 10 years. You're going to make a change. You're not going to wake up. You, you've, you've decided I'm not going to wake up every day, make my coffee, make my lunch, drop my kids off of school, go to work every day, and then just repeat that for the next 37 years. Right. Most of you guys that are listening live, I know uh, 100% have already made that decision. Mm-hmm. And the other hundreds of people that are listening to the recorded version, I know that you're probably either about to make that decision or you've already made that decision as well. So you've decided that you're going to make that change and yet, and you maybe you bought a property or two, but you're some people have realized this already as well, but that maybe some people aren't, aren't, they haven't hit it yet. But one of the most difficult things with investing in real estate is actually um, uh, the relationship with your partner. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. hands down. And it's so hard to explain that to people early on. And, and a lot of times I'll just tell people, Hey, I'm just going to point this out. I want it to be on your radar. It may not be there yet, but it's coming that things get really difficult with your partner. Um, Again, because you've, you've shaken things up, you know, you're, you're really, you're uncomfortable already, right? You know, you're, you're spending a lot of time doing things that you don't want to do. And so you're really passionate about it. You're really uncomfortable. It doesn't feel very good. And then your partner will say something or your partner won't be as into it as you are, or your partner is into it way too much and they're moving too quickly and you don't like it. You're, you're in this weird state of like, oh God, it's really hard. And then the partner isn't on the same wavelength as you. And it can be super frustrating. I wish they would just slow down. This is really uncomfortable. I just feel like we're, we're moving too quickly. Or what the fuck are they doing? Seriously, if we're going to get this done, we have to do this. Why are they sitting there watching Netflix? What do you mean you're not? Like, what do you mean? what if the tenants trash the place? We've already had this discussion. 
it can be really, really, really dangerous. And you need to address it early on. Otherwise, nine times out of 10, something gives. It's either your job, your real estate investing business, or your marriage, uh, or your family, marriage and family. And uh, nine times out of 10, it's, it's, it's normally, it's, it's the, the family or the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very long-winded explanation there. But I've been having this discussion a lot with people. And so, oh, back to what I was saying. I'm really bad at this, sorry. Back <laughs> to what I was saying. Gabby and I went through this. And people see this, you know, wow, we and Gabby are doing so many amazing things. They're buying all these properties. Wow, they're winning these, you know, uh, they're on these different podcasts and awards and stuff like that. And then what you don't see is the struggle behind the scenes of not necessarily, it's not, it's not hostile or anything. It's just like, it's, it's a huge struggle of all of the things that I just mentioned. You know what I mean? And I know people are struggling with that too. And it, it all, it, it starts to boil until eventually it, it, you know, it overboils and you know, you start saying things that you shouldn't have said and you know, you start overreacting over dumb things um, because you're, you're, you're just, you've, you know, it's, it's one thing to boil, but when you overboil, it's just like, there's, you know, now you've made a huge mess. And for us, um, we had a, we, we, we spent a lot of time and we got coaching on like, you know, how to deal with that kind of stuff. And um, we realized what was most important to Gabby. Um, and, you know, she's, can I speak for you? Sure. Um, and feel free to correct me um, if I, if I may speak. Um, Gabby's not passionate about growth <laughs> like I am. She's not passionate about growing the business. Um, and that's not for a lack of trying. It's just the things that are most important to her, the things that she, she needs to be fulfilled are not the same things that I need to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to, to have her focus on something that she could be, that could fulfill her, that is within the real estate investing realm. And connection, love and connection is, is huge for her. And once we thought about what if we did a women's mastermind, because at the time there was no women's masterminds. There was no communities for women's, women to come together. Um, it instantly, you could just see that like, this is something that Gabby was extremely passionate about. Um, we've been doing real estate investing for a long time now. I've never seen that look on her face. (laughs) I've never seen, I've never seen her excited. I've never seen her tear up about it. Um, so when Gabby says that this is something that's really important to her, I, I, I tell you it is. And it was something that was that we needed to implement, I needed to pull her back out of our investing business so that she wasn't exposed to things that were, you know, making under her unhappy. And I started exposing her to things that were making her fulfilled. And um, again, so this is, this is something that, you know, through all those things I was just talking about a minute ago, um, all those considerations, this is, this is, this real estate, this women's real estate investing mastermind all stemmed from that. It grew out of that. Yep. Um, I needed something for me because I wasn't passionate about real estate. Um, I wasn't passionate about growing our business. I wasn't passionate about, um, I couldn't have the, the, the vision to see where we were heading. Like I talked about, I think on yesterday's show, I just don't have, um, 
yeah, I, I can't f- feel and taste the future. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't drive me. Um, so yeah, I needed to step back and say, what am I missing? What do I need? <clears throat> and there was, cause there was a huge disconnect. Like I was kind of just like a robot doing the tasks, mm-hmm. um, which was hugely unfulfilling for me. Yeah. Um, it was great when we went to like events and I got to see, you know, like we did start to build a community around ourselves, yeah. which was nice. So I gained some friendships and that sort of thing. But, um, it, yeah, I just, I wasn't feeling whole. I wasn't feeling like I had what I needed to be happy and to, to really, um, feel like that, like it was something that was going to be, I, I felt like my life was kind of blah, even though I had all these things, I had my family, I had, you know, like an abundance of, of really great things in my life. I just kind of felt empty. So yeah, making this, um, realization and starting to build this community and now seeing it starting to like really blossom and having the support of the women who started with me mm-hmm. in those first couple groups um is just yeah like it's it's next level fulfilling on mastermind week i am lit up like it is i have the best evenings that carry into the best days that just mm-hmm. like fill me up and drive me and yeah, I'm, I'm where I want to be and I'm doing what I want to do and how, how lucky am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, I want to talk about two things. I just want to make sure I, I line this up properly, but I find that since Gabby started doing masterminds and since well, what she did was she created a community essentially, um, even though she's facilitating, she's still part of these masterminds and she's still having these conversations. And I found that, you know, Gab- Gabby is still very much involved in our business. Like you run most of the business. 90%? Whoa. <laughs> okay. So she runs 90% of our of our uh, rental portfolio business and the flip. Okay. It is 90%. You're right. Um, I run the other part of the business and, and, and I don't call me a growth, a CGO. <laughs> Uh, chief chief growth officer um but she managed she you are you are the manager yeah um and i find that since she started hosting and attending these masterminds um you actually it's not it doesn't make your day-to-day more bearable but i find that you and this is something explained along the way is that you felt really alone when you were just doing the tasks every day yeah. You know what I mean? Going, waking up, going to work, you know what I mean? And just hitting the the task list and just taking care of management. And you were very alone. And the only person that you had was me to talk about it with. And, and I didn't get it. And I didn't get you and you didn't get me. No. And then, so when you start surrounding yourself with other women who are like on the same thing, you know, on the same, wa- same, wa- same wavelength that understand women and then not not a person, not a group to bicker with, but just relatability and accountability. I find that it made made you a little more passionate about the real estate investing business because mm-hmm. you're helping other people. I don't I, I don't really know. I, I don't understand it, but I like it. <laughs> um, I, I feel like because I'm fulfilled um, in that part of my life that I'm less concerned about <clears throat> all of the stuff relating to to our business. Like now, it's just like doing. Um, like it's like doing the work and I'm not bothered by it anymore. Yeah. 
Um, whereas I used to be like, oh, I need to do that. Oh my God, I still need to schedule that. And that's behind and this and that. And yeah. like, it was kind of like a drag. And now it's just like working. <laughs> well, lo love and connection is, is a big, you know, we, we talk about the five different elements, um, which I'm not going to talk about today. It's way too long. The five different elements like of your life in order that, that make you fulfilled. Yes. And for you, love and connection is huge. Love and connection, community. All the same thing. Connecting. Yeah. Right. And that could be, that could be love with your spouse. That could be, you know, friendships, that could be family, uh, and that could be community. So if when Gabby, you know, basically eliminates all of the negative people in her life, which is all of her friends and some family, you know what I mean? To, to create this little bubble of success, because that's what we do. We say audit your inner circle, get all those negative people out of your life. So you eliminate all of them and then you have no one. For me, I'm okay with that. I, I don't necessarily need that connection as much as Gabby needs it. So I'm okay. You stick me in my office for a couple of weeks. I'm good. I'm good. As long as I'm winning, I'm good. Gabby doesn't have any connections. So you put her in this little success bubble and she doesn't have anyone to connect with. She's not feeling fulfilled. And if she's not fulfilled, her day to day is going to be absolutely unbearable. Now that she has that level of fulfillment, that connection, now it's more bearable. Mm -hmm. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean that she's more into it. Like she, she, you know what I mean? Like she's loving real estate investing, but she loves helping other people in real estate investing. She's fulfilled. So, um, the other thing that I wanted to get into was, uh, I also realized that I, I, as a provider, I don't want to get too far into the, the man and the woman and the male being the provider, you know, the, the, what the hunter gatherer, the bringing home the meat, whatever it is. <laughs> Um, I needed to provide that for her, like find a way for her to be fulfilled. And part of that was to, when we were working on our own route roadmap of like, what's this going to look like? Part of mine was how do I get Gabby out of this business? Because clearly this business is not making her happy. And the best way to make her fulfilled and happy is to take her away from the things that make her unhappy. Um, and so I always kind of had this five-year plan. I'm like, okay, Gab, just hang in there for five years. We're going to work <laughs> really hard, okay? And then I'm going to get you out of it. And that was originally the plan. And it, it had we not started the other business, we would have been right on track for that, right? Yeah. And can I say, though, that um, just to be more specific, like, okay, I don't hate real estate investing. I do. <laughs> I don't. Um, what I don't like is I don't like the management of the rental portfolios. So that's the part of the business that just drives me crazy. I don't want to be thinking about quarterly inspections. I don't want to be thinking about tenant emails. I don't want to be thinking about um, winter and spring maintenance mm -hmm. stuff going out. Like, I, ju I just, furnace filters, like, any, like, I just don't want to be in the management side of the rental portfolio forever. Yeah. Um, what I do like is I love doing these flips and renovations. I love, so like, you know, yeah. you all, you need to know um, where you thrive in real estate <laughs> investing and what's not for you. Because if you can determine that, then you can work towards getting yourself out of one aspect and putting yourself into mm -hmm. another. So um, I think it's just as important um, to, you know, like, know know what real estate vehicle is going to get you where you want to go but also know what's going to fill you up and what's going to deplete you yeah for sure 
but having a what I'm trying to get is is having a good plan, knowing that and having a good plan on how to get there. Mm -hmm. So like my goal was always to build up, you know, the real estate portfolio, you know, based on whatever resources we had, we just exhausted everything, built it up as much as possible. And then we got to a point where it was like, okay, well, we can continue to keep building, but how is if I get 20 more properties, how is it really going to change my life? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like is how do we need the cash flow from 20 more properties? Because I can get it. I, I can guarantee you that. I can go and get 20 more properties very quickly. Yeah. Um, I built a really good foundation and I just have the I have so much confidence in myself and our abilities that I know we can get more. But when I look at that and I think about how many tenants that is and how that's gonna affect our you know, our relationship. You know what I mean? Do, do we want to be taking on 20 or 40 more, you know, problems? tenants essentially then then no and a lot of people ask us and how many properties are you buying right now i'm not really buying any rental properties at all actually i don't want any more rental properties yeah now we buy properties for flips and we buy properties for our tenant buyers yes that's completely different i had to build a business where i eliminated the stuff that was making us unhappy and that was intentional i'm not saying everybody needs to do the exact same model as me and i, I don't copy me please but just figure out you know what's right for you and then build your business around that. So we started scaling back on rental properties. We started selling some of our rental properties. Mm -hmm. um, we restructured the business to make sure that we had tenant buyers, so that people who had um, pride in ownership and we didn't have to follow up with them nearly as much. Yeah. We started doing flips. So um, we're very, very intentional and, and, and we build a plan around that. And that just doesn't include building up our portfolio and make as much money as possible. It also includes how do we make sure that we're fulfilled? Yes. There's something really important in there that you just said is that it, like those changes in the direction of where we were going, were all intentional. Mm -hmm. You see so many people who just lose focus or say, this isn't working. I'm going to try something else. So oh, this isn't working. I'm going to try something else or, Ooh, that looks shiny. What's that? And people can get so scattered within the real estate investing <clears throat> um, world because there's so many different cool things you can do or because they don't have what it takes to see through the hard work that has to go into making one aspect successful. So there's an element of, of staying focused and dedicated that you need in order to be able to make one of those methods successful. And we're not out here just being like, oh, well, we'll start with buy and holds and oh, okay, yeah, so now let's try some flips and oh, okay, yeah, let's put that RTO thing looks cool. Let's do some of that too. Like that wasn't what we were doing. We were intentionally trying to limit, we had reached kind of the peak of what we wanted to manage for tenants and said, this is not destroying us, but this isn't fulfilling us. This isn't the aspect of investing that we like or want to maintain any further. Mm -hmm. So what can we do now to pivot that and bring more fulfillment into what we're doing and into our business and into yeah. our long-term goals? And we made that decision to make the pivot and to to focus somewhere else. So, yeah. We also we were also very clear on what it was. I, again, I talk about those five elements of you know um, that fulfill us. You know, we did a lot of. I had Gabby did a lot of soul searching. Yes. Um, to determine what makes her happy. Yeah. And um, you were very prone to saying, 
I don't need that. No, it's okay. I don't need those things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and that's and that's normal for people. You know, um, big well, time generational stuff too. Yeah, we don't need that stuff. We've got a really great job. We've got a pension. Uh, we got benefits. Like, you know, you've got a great job. You've been there for seven years. Like, you know, you're probably going to get management pretty soon. You're going to get a couple, a couple extra dollars now or, um, you know, we can go on two vacations here. We don't listen to Wayne. Like you don't need anything more than that. We don't need a big fancy car. We don't need a big house because, you know, you get, you get so stuck in that comfort and that routine of just being like, you know what, everything's okay. And it's, it's so easy just to fall back into that comfort zone as mm-hmm. opposed to going into the uncomfortable zone, you know, in the growth zone, uh, you know, to have something so much more. And it takes, it takes more than just like, it's really hard to admit to ourselves when we're being like, um, you know, falling into that comfort and just saying, saying that I don't need that, or this is what I, what I really want. Like, I just want to, I just want a, a little house and... <clears throat> this little spot and I don't need much. My, my little beater car is fine. And like all these things, like it's hard to know ourselves when we're doing that compared to when we're like, okay, that's all fine. But what if I, if I could just dream of what I, you know, what would make me really happy or what would feel really good? What does that look like? It's, it's hard to go there without doing some soul searching, Mm -hmm. without realizing that we have, generational stuff that we're carrying Mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of what we think and what we know and what we feel is what we're taught um, by our parents or by influential people in our lives. And they were taught that by their parents and influential people in lives who were taught that by their parents. So like, but people don't realize this until they go soul searching until they try to figure out what do, what inside me do I need to heal? What am I carrying that I was taught compared to what I've, what I've feel myself. So it takes, um, a certain kind of person to bust through that and realize they want more out of their lives. So if you're saying, I don't need all this stuff, I want to be, you know, I want to have whatever, whatever, insert, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. Is that an excuse? Is that feeling uncomfortable? Is that like, you need to ask yourself, where is this coming from? And if you can bust that open, then you might realize that you want more for your life Yeah. or different. It doesn't need to be more. I'm not talking about materialistic. It doesn't need to be more. It doesn't need to be a mansion and a yacht and a, all those things, but maybe you want more for your life. Yeah. And when you're kind of stuck in that limbo there of like, you know, should I, or shouldn't I, um, you know, should I get out of my comfort zone and into the growth zone or not? That's, you know, the bullshit phrase analysis paralysis by way, which I hate. It's just another way of saying that like, you know, you're analyzing, you're basically sitting in a limbo in between and you're not quite ready to fully commit. It's being scared. It's being scared because you're not 100% ready to commit to growth. Yes. So what you do is you just keep reading and keep reading because that's easy because you can read and watch videos while you're at work. You can read and watch videos while you're lying in bed. And you're it's, telling yourself that you just haven't learned enough yet. I haven't learned I need enough. to know it's, more. It's, I need to know more. You're in a limbo more. and you're making bullshit excuses. That's yeah. what analysis paralysis is. Um, it's because if you were ready to go, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be overanalyzing. You would probably you stay hesitate. up till midnight. You'd yeah. finish reading it and you'd be like, okay, I make a decision. Um, but you're not ready to make a decision because you're sitting in a limbo and then, you know, you kind of sit in that limbo and then you kind of just fall back into the, the comfort zone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not ready to push forward into the other way. Um, talk about you, Gab, and, and 
Uh, I'll read your, uh, the comments here in a minute, but uh, talking about you, Gavin, we realized Gabby just really likes, she really wanted to hire a designer. Can I talk about that? Sure. Yeah. A stylist, yeah. Um, a stylist and just be like, you know, I'm just, I've never been, we've always, you know, lived on a, a good budget and made smart decisions for, you know, vehicles and homes and clothes and, you know, vacations and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I was always the one leading that because I always set the expectation that we don't, we do not need to go to Mexico. We'll go, we will buy an Island in five years instead of renting <laughs> a, you know, a room in a resort. Like that's just me. Like, no, we're going to stay on track and we're going to commit to five years. No, but in five years, baby, I'm going to take you on 10 vacations a year and we're going to buy you all the nicest things and everything else. Because if we do those things right now, then that means that we're not going to have all of the big stuff in five years. So let's commit to this. Let's put our heads down. Let's build this nice thing. And then we can reap the rewards later. Um, and I realized that these are things that are really important to Gabby. Gabby really wanted nice clothes. Gabby really wanted a nice vehicle. Gabby really wanted um, to be able to do this, to be able to do that, to be able to go home and do these things. So what I had to do is I needed to re structure my plan to make sure that I was able to give her those things a little, not all of them, but a, a lot, a taste of a lot of them right now. Um, so that's why we restructured things. And I started, you know, doing this and we started going on vacations and, you know, hired a stylist and, and bought, you know, thousands of dollars worth of clothes and, fill, you know, cleared out her, her wardrobe and bought her all new clothes and um, hired a trainer and all this different things. So um, I just needed to be conscious of that to, to ensure that, you know, the relationship was good. So, and I also, where was I going with this? <laughs> I don't know. But what that is, is that's also investing in ourselves. Um, because, you know, like we, we all work hard for what we're trying to accomplish. And oh, you also I remember now, if you don't mind. Sure. Because uh, <laughs> no, I because when I was looking, when I was doing my own soul searching, I realized I don't need any of those things. I don't, I really don't. All that I need is a win. Because growth, <clears throat> growth is most important to me. And as, as long as I'm continuing to grow and I'm, that's, and I'm winning that for me, that's fulfillment, but that's not fulfillment for Gabby. So I needed to realize what's fulfillment for her so that she can get through these days. As long as I'm fulfilled and Gabby is fulfilled, not happy, fulfilled, then it makes doing these hard things every day that much easier. Right? So we had to figure out what fulfills Gabby, had to figure out what fulfills me and making sure that we are checking off those boxes of fulfillment every day. Did Wayne get love and connection? Did Wayne get growth? Did Wayne get um, certainty? Did Wayne get uncertainty? And did Wayne get, give contribution? Did I do all those things? Yes, good. I have a good day. I helped people on coaching calls yesterday. I, you know, I have, I have a home where my family was there and everyone's, you know- Warm war and fed. <laughs> everyone's warm, warm and fed and happy. Right. Um, I had a little bit of fun, um, was uncertainty, not a whole heck of a lot of uncertainty, but you know, just spontaneity. Um, I had love and connection. I had a family. I was able to connect, you know, I had good conversations yesterday. I was able to contribute, as I mentioned with coaching calls. And lastly, the last one was, uh, uh, growth, tons of growth yesterday, tons of growth yesterday. So I had a really great day, right? Gabby's big, the biggest one for Gabby out of those five is love and connection. And and certainty. No yeah. spontaneity. Yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> um, but she really, you know, just wanted all these, you know, these, she wanted those things. And as well, she wanted to be able to connect with people. So I need to make sure that I'm giving her those things every day, those things that are most important to her so that she's fulfilled. And then now she does an amazing job. Now she manages our, our flips, for God's sake. I don't do anything on the flips. So it's this right here 
was what I was trying to explain on the coaching call last night to someone. But it was just, there's way too much to explain in a, in a small one hour. But um, if you are struggling to work with your partner, you need to consider all of these things. At the same time, this is, I just want to summarize my, my, my five minute thought that turned into a 40 minute thought. At the same time, consider all those things, make sure that you're giving, you know, your partner everything that they need and be, be very clear on what it is that they want and be intentional with giving those things and building a plan around that. But at the same time, you do also just need to suck it up for five years, which is unfortunate as well. If you do not have any reason, all these things that I'm saying are based off of us having resources. I have resources that I can provide this for Gabby, where I didn't have those resources years ago. So for the first five years, I had to tell Gabby to suck it up. Yeah. And Gabby had to suck it up and she was not happy. She was not fulfilled. Unfortunately, that is the the price that we pay in the growth zone in order to build up the resources, in order to then use some of those resources to make sure that we're fulfilled. Unfortunately, early on, and this is what I had to tell this person last night, was that unfortunately, you're just going to have to put up with it for a little while. And I pray and hope that it doesn't affect your relationship, but you're just going to have to accept it. Keep working through. Don't let it discourage you. Keep pushing through the growth zone. And then eventually, you know, you'll build up resources and then you'll be able to do, you know, to provide those, those those things for your partner or provide those things for yourself. But there is a cost that you need to pay in real estate investing. There is an entry fee. And a lot of times that's, um, you know, your fulfillment, that's your time, your energy. I think it's mostly if, if both people aren't, um, fully on board. Yes. That's when it becomes, um, you know, like, yes. And it is a hustle and a grind and you do, you do have to dedicate tons of time and energy and energy. So yes, I mean, I guess, okay, both ways I can see mm-hmm. it, but yeah. I, 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 once there, if you have the resources, allocate a, a bit of it, a portion of it to making sure that you guys are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And if that means that you need one vacation every year, which by the way, be honest with yourself and not just, <laughs> don't just listen to Hallmark because they said you need to go on one, one vacation a year. Be honest with yourself. What you need, <laughs> I need more time with my family or I need more certainty. I need more spontaneity. I can't just be waking up every day, you know, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing the same thing every day. I need a little spontaneity. So I need to go snowboarding. Or I need to go hunting with the boys, whatever it is. Make sure that you're checking off all those boxes to make sure you're fulfilled. And, and if you have the resources, allocate a little bit of them to, to that and to making sure that you're fulfilled. Cause it's going to make, it's going to make that transition from the comfort zone to the growth zone and being in that growth zone so much more bearable. If you're fulfilled, if you're not fulfilled and you're just constantly doing things that you don't want to do and you're not getting any fulfillment during the day or the month or the year, Can you're going to fall right back into the comfort zone. Yeah. Can I say something though? Because what I often hear, at least from the women that I, that I talk to is that often, I don't know if it's like a mom thing. Like once we start having kids, we kind of like it all becomes about the family and the kids and everybody else and making sure everyone else is happy. And we often kind of forget about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, We become like last in line for anything. And often the women don't know what fulfills them. We have lost sight of what we enjoy. Um, Like, God, I remember, I remember when I started soul searching and then I um, had a coach and was trying to figure out like, what does Gabby like? What makes her happy? (laughs) 
what brings pleasure into her life. Like I was like, I don't know. Like I have no fucking clue. And that was the most frustrating thing that I had to overcome was figuring out what the fuck I liked. Like I had no clue. Because you were so conditioned for your whole life to. I was so numb. I was so lost. I had no clue. And it was like, and knowing that I had to figure that out was extremely frustrating. So it's like, I, I don't even know what to tell myself to be fulfilled. Like you say, like, make sure that, you know, like whatever it is, make sure you're making time for it. But like, I just had no, I didn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's a common theme for, for women is that we don't know how to self-care. We don't know what, what makes us feel good. So I think that in addition to, you know, you say, make sure you're making time for whatever fulfills you and you're setting that, that money or that time or whatever it is aside to do those things. I'd say if you don't know what that is, then you probably need to start doing soul searching, which is personal growth, which is, um, it could be coaching or therapy or cabin retreat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, coaching or therapy or, um, you know, just like starting to understand who you are and going on a journey of of self discovery, mm-hmm. because once you embark on that journey, you'll start to um, heal old wounds. You'll start to, um, you know, find things that bring you joy. You'll start to just kind of uncover yourself. And the more you know, the more you can plan properly. If you know yeah. what it is that you need and what it is, why it is, what things make you unhappy, what things make you happy, what things fulfill you. Then you can intentionally build your day, your routine, and your life around making sure that you're being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But the only way to know that is to know what fulfills you first. Yeah, we do a really good exercise on those those five elements of your life that are that are the most important to you, and we turn it into a pie graph. We basically say what percentage, basically got a hundred percent. You got a whole pie. How much of the pie is eaten up by certainty? How much of the pie is eaten up by uncertainty? Um, how much of the pie is eaten up by growth, contribution, and love and connection? Yeah. which are most important to you. And it's a really good exercise because you start being like, oh it's yeah, hard. growth and- is 80% <laughs> for me. And then you, you try and divvy up the last 20% and you're like, oh. oh that's not very much. Uh, that doesn't look very good. <laughs> love and connection is 4%. It doesn't look so you don't love your family. <laughs> it, it, it's a really tough exercise. Yeah, you have you to like modify honest. it like 10 times before you're like, yeah, that feels good. I think that's... And then you know what? At the end of the day, then you can be honest. And you know what? Yeah. And not feel ashamed to say that like love and connection is 10% from me or whatever. It's somewhere between 10 and 20 or something like that. But like, it's not that I don't love my family. I'm just saying that like, I don't need connection with people nearly as much as I need wins. And you know what? That sounds really cocky, but it's It's just who he is. Like it's who I am. Yeah. You need to own who you are. Like, don't try to pretend to be somebody else and and pretend that something means more to you than it does. Own who you are. Be authentic. (laughs) That's an authenticity and not just, you know, to yourself, but also just in public, you know, just it's, then you're not living a lie. Mm-hmm. You're not numb, just trying to prove to other people or things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just, but um, I always say it: live authentically, and your people will find you. And 100%. it's so important because, like, if Wayne tried to pretend to be somebody that he's not, he would attract people that aren't on his level or that don't like. You know what I mean? Why? Or he could just be who he is. And then all of a sudden he'll find himself surrounded by other super fucking ambitious people who want to conquer the world with him. <laughs> and, and I'm fulfilled. And then he'll be fulfilled. So like, don't, don't live a lie. Own, own who you are and what you want and what's important to you. Yeah. Fucking own it. I like buying shit. I fucking own that. <laughs> yeah. 
it's and and i trust me i challenged her many a times and we're like is this just is this just because the tv conditioned you to say that you needed all that stuff or your friends or you know your upbringing or is this actually you and and it's it's actually her she loves buying shit um well buying shit it makes you happy we've learned that um (laughs) shopping on sunday and just spent way too much money um (laughs) that was all you baby (laughs) i know well you know what i love making us happy i love making my girls happy and I don't give a shit what it costs because even if I look at the, the, you know, the, the bill at the end of it and it's, you know, thousands of dollars, I'm like, how the fuck did I spend this in an outlet mall in two hours? Um, you know what I'll go do? I'll go fucking make it. You know what I mean? I'll go, I'll go kill the beast and I'll, I'll bring the money home. So like I'll, I'll find a way. So it doesn't bother me at all as long as I can see them happy. Um, and I own that. I just know who I am and what makes me fulfilled. And that's it. By understanding it, I'm able to build a life around that so that I can do, you know, I can have a really great life, right? Yeah. Um, we are nowhere near what my goals are right now. You know, we, uh, we're we actually in a transition right now. Um, we, the plan was to move to BC, which the plans are kind of changing now, just circumstances and um, other factors. Um, but we decided to move back to Leduc and we moved into one of our rental properties. Yeah. Because we're like, okay, well, what we, what do we need right now? We need to find a really, a, a really good school that's, you know, she has a good community and, 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 um, that's super important for a child. Stability. And we wanted to be close to, um, family as well. The only family we have here is my uh, sister lives right around the corner. Yeah. So rather than buying a place, we're like, you know what, that rental is coming available. Why don't we just move into that rental for the three of us? This is more than enough. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, if I, how do I word this? But um, I'm okay with it because I'm fulfilled every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have everything I need. I have, you know, I've got my office, which is pretty much all Wayne needs. I have a new house. Like it's, it's, it's not the fanciest house, but like I have, I have the certainty to know that it's, it's all new finishings and it's not dirty and we have a cleaner coming every two weeks and it's everything that Wayne needs. I have my office. I don't need to go anywhere. Um, and I'm happy. So I, I could be in, a, in an apartment right now, as long as I had everything I needed right now. I'd be fulfilled because I get to take care of my girls. You know, everyone's happy. I'm growing. You know what I mean? So the, the, the exterior, the, the, um, the material things don't matter as much where you are and, 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 and where you are, and then what you're living in and the car you're driving don't matter as much as long as you're fulfilled every day. Right. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I'd, I'd be more concerned and I'd be buying another brand new vehicle after we just sold a brand new vehicle. Um, you know what I mean? So it, again, just the topic or the, 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 the point that we're trying to make today is find your fulfillment, right? And, and make sure you're fulfilled every day. And it makes that growth that much easier. But the other thing is, is that I know that's easy to say, but just keep in mind in the beginning, you're going to have, there's going to be a price to pay. If you don't have any resources right now, you don't have any money, you don't have any properties, you don't have any joint venture partners. Just know that there's going to be three to five years where you're going to need to be in an uncomfortable state. It's going to be really hard and you're not going to be fulfilled you just got to tough through it. There is a price to pay in order for this. It, otherwise, if it were easy and everyone could just step out of their comfort zone and out of their patterns and then go and build something really cool. And it, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There is a price to pay in the beginning. You have to pay an entry fee. And so for those of you that are saying, you know, my spouse isn't on board or they're just, you know, they're, they're frustrating me because, you know, they're not into it or they're moving too quickly or whatever else. You're just going to have to tough through it. You know, try and do your best. 
I, I, I know that it's, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to feed you bullshit just saying it's, is this easy? It is hard, but it's worth it mm-hmm. to get to a point where you can, you know what I mean? And then along the way, I want to make sure that it's not just always thinking about the island and the yacht at the end. Make sure that your journey is a, like, you know, your, your path to success is also a journey that you can enjoy along the way making sure that you're being able to f- fulfill your needs and your family's needs along the way to make sure that the journey is fu- is is enjoyable mm-hmm. otherwise if you commit to 20 years in the in the in the growth zone or the uncomfortable zone then i don't one i don't think you're going to make it you'll quit or two um you're wasting your fucking life yeah truthfully you know what i mean if, if your goal is to have, I want to make $5 million a year and I want to own a $10 million house and I want to have a big business and I'm willing to work 20 years for that type of life where I can just have freedom and my kids have something that can leave behind for them. Like what kind of fucking life is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's cool. That's a great, that's a great goal. But you just wasted your whole fucking life for something that really isn't all that important. You know what I mean? And, and what if instead of having, you know, the, 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 the whatever the, the examples I gave, a $10 million house or whatever, and $5 million a year in cash flow, what if you had a $5 million house and two and a half million dollars a year and you had a really fucking good life? You know what I mean? You were fulfilled along the way. Yeah. You didn't reach the high targets because you kind of, um, you invest a little bit of money in yourself and, you know, in your fulfillment. What if, what if you only had half of that or a quarter of that? still significantly better than the life you have right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> I tend to go in many, many different directions. And then I try, I try and just tidy it up into a neat package. But once I start talking about certain things, I start thinking, well, I should probably explain that. Well, I should probably explain <laughs> that. That needs a little more context. Otherwise, it's not going to make any sense. Um, so hopefully, um, that, that was, was uh, packaged nicely. But the last thing I wanted to add, and I made a note of this along the way, probably about a half an hour ago, <laughs> was that I want you today to think about moments in your life where you stepped outside of your comfort zone and went into the growth zone. For most people, not on this live stream and not listening to the show, the only time they ever step out of their comfort zone is when they finish high school. They make a decision of where they want to go to college or university. They, and that's a big decision, right? Yeah. I'm going to go to Western. I'm going to go to University of Guelph. I'm going to go to University of Alberta. And I'm going to become a physiotherapist. Right? That's a huge, that's huge. You just went from this, you know, waking up every day, going to your classes. Everything's already lined up for you every day you know, your parents, you know, like there's not a whole lot of thinking. And then you have to make this large fucking decision in your life when you're 18 years old and you need to make a decision what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And you pick a course and then you're going to move to a city nine times to 10 and go take a, um, go take education there for two to three years. Mm-hmm. Right. Then when you, so that's a big fucking decision. That's a step outside of the comfort zone into the growth zone. Okay. It normally only takes maybe a couple days and then you fill out some applications, which isn't that fucking hard. And then you get an approval and you choose out of the applications that were approved, you choose a college or university. That's your other step out of the comfort zone. Corey right. says, ha hey, now I'm a physio. <laughs> he wasn't bashing physio. He was just saying that as an option to, 
to be honest, to I was I, I smirked when I said physiotherapist because Gabby looked at me and was like, why did you choose physiotherapist? Yeah, it's so, so random. Um, <laughs> well, because I was looking at Corey's Instagram recently and probably thinking about physiotherapy. I didn't, wasn't thinking about you, but I was probably thinking about you. Subconsciously, subconsciously yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I saw it yesterday. Um, <laughs> that's it's very interesting. Uh, but I mean, those are the two small steps out of your yeah. out of your comfort zone into the growth zone. Okay. After that, you finish your course and you're like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do with my life? And you, know, you have to choose a place to go. And where am I going to use this education? Am I going to start up my own business? Am I going to go join another business? Um, am I going to apply to these places? Am I just going to go to the place where the easy thing to do if you're a physiotherapist? I mean, during your, you know, your education, you probably had like a co-op where you went and worked at a certain, um, you know, office. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That's the word I was looking for. You worked at a certain office. So that's the easy thing to do, right? It's just to go call up the same person that you were already working there and be like, hey, can I have a job? They probably offered you a job. Probably offer you a job. And, and nine times out of 10, most people would just go with that direction. They probably already offer you a job. They really liked you, built up a great relationship with the people. That's the easy thing to do. The difficult thing to do, the uncomfortable thing to do would be to go call up 10 other places and go to interviews and be you know, uncomfortable and dressing up and trying to say the right thing and everything else, right? That would be a step outside of most people probably just go get hired on with the other office because that's easy. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to stay at that office from the time you're 19 or 20 years old all the way up to 64. That's it. Most people never step out of their comfort zone more than those three examples. That's all. Maybe when you go walk over to that woman or that guy at the bar or wherever or you go on POF or whatever eHarmony <laughs> and then you go and have a date with someone and you step out of your comfort zone and you, you, know what I mean? you, you, you have a date with them and then you lock it up. And that's like, these are the, the, the three or four moments in your life that people really step. What? Corey, literally describing my life until I found real estate. P.S. Still at that office. <laughs> it's like, I know you. <laughs> This this, this must much. seem super creepy. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Corey's like, what's happening? <laughs> he literally guy? joins in for the first, first time, time today. That's because it's almost like Wayne spent the whole night like reading back in his, his Facebook and his MySpace account. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, this is not intentional. <laughs> but literally, that is the only time that people really ever step out of their comfort zone. And then so they live the same life of certainty every day. I've always got this. I've always got this. It's, it's great. We live yeah. a great life. We live in <clears throat> PC. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we're, we're, we're just amazing life. My, you know, my partner has an amazing job. Everything's cool. But at some particular point, normally you're 10, 8, 7, 8, 9, 10 years into it. He's, I bet you he's 30, 32. I bet you. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have this moment where you're like, I want something more in my life because you, you're not fulfilled anymore. You have no growth, right? Yeah. So what I want you guys to think about today is I want you to think about the moments in your life where you stepped outside of your, your comfort zone and where you decided that I'm going to make some growth. I fucking nailed it. I fucking <laughs> nailed it. And you want to know what, Corey? It, that's just, it just shows that it, it, I'm not copying you. But like, this is literally 
what people do all the time. Yeah. All the time. And it's not a midlife crisis or anything. It's just, it's a matter of like, there's, I think there's maybe five, six, seven years where it's like, it's okay. And it's great. And then you start feeling the itch where you're not growing anymore. Yeah. And then you start thinking about what should I do? Should I start my own business? Should we, should I start a side hustle? And then you start watching Gary Vaynerchuk and you're like, oh, he tells me I can have so much more and I can do this and side hustles and everything else. And you start thinking about it for a couple of years. You start reading a few books and then you make a decision that it's going to be real estate. I'm probably, again, reading your autobiography. Um, that, that's just what happens with everyone. So I want, I want people to think about it today. Of like, where are those moments in your life where you decided that like, where you stepped outside of your, your comfort zone and went into growth and why? Now, here's the next thing is why did you do it? Yeah. Why did, why were you so unfulfilled that you were like, I don't want this anymore. I'm going to do this or I have to do this. A lot of times it can be that, you know, you're just, you're not, you don't have any growth in your life. Another thing is they're breakthrough moments, right? Mm -hmm. Where you either hit, um, you decide that I don't want this for my life anymore. I deserve so much more and I'm never going to do this again. Or like something happens and you, you know, you break, you know, you, you, you break up with your partner or you lose your job and there's like a low point in your life. And you're like, I'm never going to experience this ever again. I'm going to make a change. So that's enough momentum for you to like be, uh, you either you're magnetically drawn towards something more or you're paramagnetically, um, pushed away from never experiencing that ever again understanding why it was that you stepped out of those growth zones is, is a really good reflection tool for you to understand yourself a little bit better. Because if you can figure out what it is and why, how you're wired and what it is that motivates you and why you do the things you do, the your better understanding of yourself is going to help you better plan to consistently stay out of the, in the growth zone as opposed to the comfort zone. And if you can remember why you did those things, and you remember um, what motivated you to step out of there. And how your life changed. And how your life changed and constantly reflect on that. I think about my pivotal moments all the time. Mm-hmm. And all we the talk time. about them all the time. I talk about them all the time. I constantly, I, I talk with Gabby about it. I talk about her pivotal moments, those moments where we decided that, you know what, we're going to make a change. Because those are really super powerful moments. And then we think about the times that, wow, it actually worked out. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, we made a decision we're going to do that and we fucking did it and look at what we have right now. Reward yourself in your in your mind. Think about the time that you said, I'm going to go and do this. Um, I start, I'm going to start my own office, physiotherapy office. And you did it and it was really fucking hard and look at the life we have now. And if you think about those kind of things, it, 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 makes, it makes being in the growth zone that much easier because you know that I did it one time, I can do it again, yep. right? So anyways, that's, that's the exercise for today. I want you guys to think about the times that you've stepped out of the growth or out of the comfort zone and stepped into the growth zone. And also what's probably going to end up happening, which I was just going to say for tomorrow, is you're going to realize you haven't stepped out of your comfort zone very often. Yeah. And you've been talking about real estate investing since you were 27 and you've been wanting to do it. And you're like, holy fuck, I can't believe I've been wasting five years of my life. Sorry, yeah. Corey. I'm just using you as, a, as could an example. Could have now. been that. Could have been the five years, and you could be leveled up right now. You've been calling it analysis paralysis this whole fucking time. Yeah. When really it's just because 
you've you haven't found enough motivation or momentum to push you out of that comfort zone into the growth zone. Hopefully today, all of my ramblings may have potentially, <laughs> you know, hit a nerve and, and hopefully it, it gives you that push. But, um, I have stepped out of my comfort zone more times than I can count now. Now, no, I can count them if you give me enough time. Cause I, I remember the pivotal moments nine times out of 10, you, what you do is you just step out of it. This is actually something I think it's really important to say. I meant to say earlier, it's not like you're out of your, your, your comfort zone for a long period of time. Yeah, you don't live outside of it. No, you know what I do? You step outside of it and you change your routine or you change your beliefs, your paradigm. So I am never going to accept that again. So I'm going to step out of it and I'm going to create a new routine. And there's a period of time that you need to commit in the growth zone in order to build a new routine. And that becomes your new norm. I.E. I'm 229 pounds. Holy fucking shit. That's ridiculous. So what you do is you step out of that and you start eating well and you start exercising and you do it for two months, two months and it fucking sucks. And you have these horrible cravings in the middle of the week and you're like, but I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. And then after two months, suddenly that's your new routine. You can't imagine eating McDonald's anymore. You can't imagine not working out every morning, right? Then you don't like, you're not uncomfortable anymore because it's your new routine. That is your new comfort zone. So you only step out of the comfort zone into the growth zone for a period of time in order to build a new belief system and a new pattern, a new routine. Mm -hmm. Once your belief system is in place, you go back into the comfort zone and then you sit again and that's your new norm. Yeah. So that's like, I think about those moments where I made a decision to, that is not acceptable anymore. I'm going to create a new routine. I'm going to go out of my comfort zone into my growth zone. I'm going to commit some time and some energy and some money into creating a new belief system, a new routine a new pattern until I have broken that old routine and put a new routine in place. And now this is my new comfort zone. And then you sit there, which is normal because you need to, you need to be comfortable, right? Otherwise, if you're uncomfortable at all times, you're just going to be it's fucked. And then eventually some time is going to go by. And then that's when, again, you're going to be like, you know what? I went from 229 down to 215. I want to hit 200. What does it take? You start thinking about, I really want this. I really want 199. I want to see a fucking 199. I want to see a one in the beginning of that number. So you think about what's it going to take? I already have this new routine. Okay, well, I'm going to need to go count my calories and I'm going to, I got to stop doing this. These coffees, these seven coffees every day with three teaspoons of sugar is not good. I need to remove all that sugar and I need to start, I'm going to go hire a naturopath and I'm going to go hire um, a, a dietitian. And I'm going to see what is it. I got to figure out what this is. And I'm going to commit to it for two months. I'm going to create a new routine. So I'm going to go out of my comfort zone, into my growth zone. I'm going to figure out what this is. I'm going to figure out how to get this new routine into place. I'm going to suck it up and deal with it for two months. And then I'm going to go. And then once that's there, then I got a new routine. And then it's just a matter of getting to that 199. You know what I mean? And you're comfortable and you're comfortable. You go back and you're, so you're un uncomfortable and you go into your, uh, once you develop that new routine, then you go back in your comfort zone. And then you go back to normal day to day, day to day, day to day. And then eventually you're probably going to have that moment where you're like, Hey, you know what? I'd like 189. Right. So then again, you go back into that. So what I'm saying is that it's not, a, a, you're not committing to a life of being uncomfortable. You're committing to a short period of time in order to being uncomfortable and paying the fee, paying the entry fee in order to build a new routine and a new pattern, a new belief system. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if I may, um, Annette made a comment here that she, she's realizing that she stepped out of her comfort zone lots, but just hasn't been very successful all the time. So Annette, a good practice is noting those times that where you felt they weren't successful and asking yourself why. Mm-hmm. Why weren't they? Did you not commit to it? Like what, what, what made it fail? There needs to be a target. Yeah. There needs to be a target. And as well, it, there needs to be a period of time that you just, you, you just can't quit until you build that new routine, right? It's almost like weaning yourself off of something, right? There's a period of time in order to wean yourself off of it. And once you have, and you developed a new routine and a new belief system, then it's okay. Okay, I'm going to use dope sick example again. Are we talking about that show dope sick? We're talking about getting off of um, Oxycontin. You know what I mean? Maybe that means you need to take some methadone for a period of time because <laughs> that's going to help you not use Oxy. But, th- but then there's a baby peri- steps. Baby steps until, until eventually your body can take it that you can start weaning yourself off of methadone and then that's your new norm. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck. But if you if you if you try and wean yourself off of methadone too quickly, then you're just going to go right back to oxy. And this is when I cue the wrap it up. <laughs> when we just start talking about drug addiction, I think we're. <laughs> I think I think addiction. This we're yes, talking about applicable, one thousand percent applicable. I know I know you don't like it. And you're I know addicted you to get, your comfort zone. You are addicted to your comfort zone. Wean yourself off of that shit. Plain and simple. You got to go cold turkey for two months, three months, however long it takes until you know that you're not going to fall back into that old routine. I think that's a really great example. I think that some people are going to have some really great realizations and revelations well, today. Corey says, today has me ready to spit fire with motivation. Haha. <laughs> I love it. Thank you both. Hashtag Thanks 5 for coming plus. in at 5 a.m., buddy. Yeah. I, I still can't believe I, I, near, I literally wrote your biography. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that you came in live today. I'm, I'm happy that everybody else that came in you know, live for the 6 a.m. slash 5 a.m. slash 8 a.m. show, um, wherever in the country you are, um, join us tomorrow morning, please. You know, if you're listening to the recording, commit to it. Get up. Get up. Get out of your comfort zone, okay? Yeah. Hey, tell you what. If you wake up every day at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. for two months, you'll get used to it. Uh. You start going to bed a little bit earlier. You build a new routine. And I tell you. It's just, you got to step outside of it. It's not fun. I know it's hard. I can't do it. I'm trying my best. Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it for two months and that'll become your new belief system and your new routine. That's how you do shit. And you know what? That'll become your new norm and it won't be hard anymore. Yeah. You got to wean yourself. Like you got to get rid of that addiction of sleeping in. I really want to talk about this more tomorrow. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.